I think that we are all so fortunate to be able to travel all of these countries and get to live somewhere during Christmas time. And you should never feel like you can't go out and enjoy yourself. You don't want to feel like you're out of control, if that makes sense, when you're at, like if you're at like a Christmas market and you feel like, oh my God, I've been so good all month. So now I can go crazy. That's not. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I think it's super important to just not restrict yourself leading up to the holidays. You're listening to Breaking the Ice, a podcast and community created for wives and girlfriends of professional hockey players, but since has turned into so much more. Stories shared by women around the globe who come together for a sense of connection and community. You may be in the sports industry, a hockey parent, an athlete, or a person who just enjoys podcasts, but I can promise you, you'll be inspired by these women every single day while we evolve through the tips, tricks, do's, and don'ts for all things hockey. And guess what? So much more. For women, by women, but especially for a hockey community. So lace them up and tune in for a new episode every Wednesday. Thanks for listening. Good morning or afternoon, whatever time you're listening to this episode at. I sometimes use this time to update you guys on my life because it's just a good outlet for me, but you know what? It's just another day of me moving from the couch to the kitchen. You know what I mean? It's lockdown life and it's pretty much starting to get to me. I feel like I am trying to stay hopeful and I've talked to a couple people that are like, I really think I'm hopeful that, you know, the country's going to open back up on the 13th. So I am like absorbing their energy because... I think just based on everything last year, I'm being like trying to be practical and just trying to prepare myself for the worst. So obviously if you follow me on Instagram, I've made a kind of long video talking about the lockdown and I expressed that my family's coming out and they've had these, you know, these plans booked for a long time. They have hotels, their flights. I mean, it's a lot of money and we like the first half of them are supposed to fly in on the 17th. And then on the 13th is when they're announcing if the lockdown will end or if it will continue or it will just end for um, people that are vaccinated. So it's just like every day we don't know what's going on and we're pretty much waiting to like the last second to find out whether or not they can come. So I feel like we all kind of just like took a pause from planning the travel plans. And I feel like whatever happens is going to happen and we'll figure it out as it goes. I'm, I will be very, very pleasantly surprised if they're able to come, but I hope wherever you're at, things are feeling smooth and hopefully you are not in lockdown because I just feel like it's so hard because you want to get out and you want to get breaks and you want to, you know, even just walking around the mall or like grabbing a coffee can like bring a little bit of like normalcy if you're feeling homesick. And I, and so I feel like without that, especially since it's getting, you know, kind of colder in most places and overcast and kind of just dreary out, it's definitely easy to fall into a rut. Like this week I was like, you know what? I feel like I'm like kind of depressed and I'm not trying to say that lightly, but I noticed I'm like, I've hardly left my apartment. I have no motivation to leave my apartment. And it's not that I'm like feeling like deeply depressed, but I'm just like, I just, I don't have like a drive to just like go out and even go for a walk because I'm just like, blah, here we go again. 
And I think the most like frustrating thing is that there's no end in sight. So I don't know. I think we're all just like waiting for that time where we can kind of move on with life and just, you know, try to try to work with what's going on in the world in the best way possible. Because it's very, very draining, you know, all over social media, all over the news. I have to just turn the news off completely at this point because I just, I can't take it anymore. It's too much. So anyhow, that's my tangent. I've not done much. Pretty much just been working at home, hanging with my baby, all of that good stuff. So this is really when it's fun to podcast though, because I feel like since I'm not out talking to people, it's like amazing to be able to like hop on a call and have a really good quality conversation with someone. Um, so it's a really good outlet for me, especially in lockdown. And today I had Carly Patterson on the podcast and Carly is a holistic nutritionist. She explains what that is in the episode. And we talk about a lot of different things in this episode. Carly is currently in Germany Her boyfriend plays in the Dell. She got certified as a nutritionist back in Canada. We kind of talk about how to plan meals for the week and the simple basics you can have prepared in your fridge versus meal prepping. So she's not a big meal prepper, but she kind of, she told me some ways that you can be prepared so it's not so much of a chore to make a big meal for every meal. And especially in lockdown and especially in Europe, I find that we eat at home a lot more. And if there is not readily food available for me, I will just resort to something that's like junk food. And I know that's not good for me. And I know in the end of the day, I can feel it. Like it doesn't fuel my body as if I eat something healthy. So she gives really good tips on that. She suggests some good healthy snack ideas. And we also talk about how to stay on track with our nutrition around the holidays without completely limiting ourselves. So I think a lot of people feel a lot of guilt around the holidays with food and like, oh, I shouldn't be eating that or, oh, I ate so much of this. I'm going to keep it going. Um, So she really just talks about finding balance and what that is, Um, because I think we hear that word balance a lot with food. But I always am wondering, like, well, what does that mean? Like, what is balanced and how do I find that in my day to day life? We talk about how to restrict the binge and restrict cycle. And also how, you know, eating and working out, like we're all different. We all have different body types. We all have different needs nutritionally, and it's not a one size fit all fits all. So, um, you know, as a nutritionist and her business, like she's never suggesting diets. She never wants to limit foods, but really just finding, you know, what fuels you and what is a good balance for you and your lifestyle, which leads us into our next point, which is how lifestyle can affect your nutrition. So there's like so many things that can affect every aspect of nutrition, like stress, sleep, like anything that you're going through can affect your nutrition. And I asked her a couple funny questions about like, what's the weirdest thing she's brought home from the grocery store by mistake. We talk about how sometimes in Europe, there's like random food next to other random things in the store that you would never place it with back home. So it's hard to find things. And she gives her tips on what she can bring, like how she prepares to go to the grocery store when she's going to a new country or um, a new grocery store. Like she looks up things online. Um, And we also talk about why eating late is not good for you. And I want to say at my husband, because he is the cook. And we eat so late every night and I hate it. 
I don't sleep good after. So she talks about why this is not so good um, and why you should be wrapping up your mealtime three to four hours before you go to sleep at night. So listen to this episode. Let us know what you think. Also, one more plug. The 12 days of giveaway starts today if you're listening on December 1st and runs through the 12th. So you can enter as many times as you want. All the winners, all 12 of you will be announced on the 13th. Make sure to participate. It's going to be so much fun. The prizes are actually unreal. So I'm super excited. Enjoy this episode. Harley, welcome to Breaking the Ice. I know we have talked for a while over Instagram and you did an Instagram live. That was amazing. I'm super excited to pick your brain about all things nutrition. And this is a perfect time for this episode because this is going to come out, I think, on the 1st of December. Um, So the first week in December, which is heading into the holiday season, which is, yeah, it's just the perfect time to talk about this. So welcome. Thank you. Yeah, I'm super excited. I think um, this can be a super stressful time for people in regards to food, and I wish that it wasn't. So hopefully after this, um, everyone will feel a little bit more relaxed about the holidays and food and have a little bit of a better mindset going into it. Yes, definitely. So let's start off and just do your elevator pitch. Tell us who you are. Tell us what you do and why you're so passionate about it. Um, Well, my name is Carly. Um, I'm a registered holistic nutritionist. So um, my focus is on holistic nutrition. So a lot of like natural remedies. I don't prescribe any type of supplements or um, medications. I do promote some supplements, but it's very rare because I feel like if you're getting everything from your food, there isn't often um, a time where you need to supplement a little bit about where we are. So I'm in Germany right now. Um, and before this, we were in Finland. So I've definitely experienced the hardships of grocery stores <laughs> and uh, trying to translate things. And I think uh, you posted not long ago about like the funny things you come home with. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, yeah. So that made me laugh. But um, so I definitely have a lot of experience in that realm. Um, I have my own business that I am luckily allowed to do over here. And what I focus on is essentially making it a super easy transition into a, a healthy lifestyle. I um, My goal is to teach you how to make better decisions on your own. So every program that I make for everyone is super individualized. I sit down with you and I do a full lifestyle analysis health history, um, family health history, and we kind of pinpoint the issue that you're having. And from there, I make a meal plan and lifestyle changes to target your issue or whatever you're um, dealing with. And I try to make it as easy as possible. So I don't use any like super crazy ingredients. I don't ever restrict or eliminate any type of food group unless I think it's necessary. Um, And I just want people to be able to move on from my program and feel confident in themselves. That's That's awesome. So how, so what made you get into holistic nutrition? 
Um, from a young age, my, my parents are super healthy, active people. And my mom always taught me about food when we were younger. Um, so she'd be like, oh, well, like this is made of this and, and this has a lot more sugar than this. And, and kind of just made me more aware of what I was eating. And then, um, I went to university for applied nutrition. And from there you could go the route of becoming a dietitian. And um, I wasn't really, I didn't really want to work in hospitals. I wanted to work in a more holistic environment. Um, and so then I went to the Canadian School of Natural Nutrition and just really loved it. When you say that you're a holistic nutritionist, nutritionist, what is the approach with that? So it's, it's a natural approach. Um, you're promoting foods that heal as opposed to um, medications and stronger supplements. I mean, that's amazing. And I think that's really cool that you are able to a work from anywhere and B just take something that you naturally feel passionate about and make that a career, you know, because I think so many people search for something that they love. So it's amazing that you just kind of grew up being interested in the topic and now it's something that you can do for a living. So that's really cool. And very funny about the grocery store. I feel like we could do an entire hour about funny things that (laughs) are different over here versus home, but I wanted to ask you, so when you did your, so obviously you did that in Canada and then you came over to Europe. What was that transition like for you being a nutritionist and coming into a European grocery store? Was that like total and complete culture shock for you? Um, honestly, I thought it was going to be worse. Uh, the first year that we came over. So the first time we came to Finland, I, that was my first time ever being in Europe. So I had no idea what to expect. And I was like going for this long amount of time. And I'm like, oh my God, like I have to pack all of this food because (laughs) we're used to eating this kind of stuff and they're for sure not going to have it there. And then when I got there, I was pleasantly surprised and pretty much always found anything we needed. Um, it was definitely a matter of like walking the aisles, learning where things are. Sometimes I find here that where we would find something in a section at home is like a totally different section here. <laughs> That's so um, true. Like I found, I mean, I, I, maybe you find baking soda at home in the cleaning aisle, but here it was in the cleaning aisle. And I was like, oh my God, where is the baking soda? Like I couldn't find it for the life of me. And it was beside like the toilet cleaner. (laughs) Interesting. We don't, I don't think they have baking soda here in Austria. I think it's, they have baking pulver, but it's different than baking soda. Like, so it just, there, there is, but it it probably has a totally different name because here it has a totally different name. So if you're listening, tell us (laughs) what the name (laughs) is, because I mean, I brought enough for home. I think we're, we're good for the season, but I am curious what it would be called. Natron. Okay. N-H-R-O-N in Germany. <laughs> okay. I had a girls on the team this year that uh, have been messaging me like, oh my God, where do you find this baking stuff? And they, they have been able to find it, but you have to translate it. <laughs> so this is your first year in Germany, right? And you were in Finland the last couple of years? Yeah, two years in Finland. And then this is our first year in Germany. Okay. And how do you find that with the grocery store versus Finland? Um, very similar. I mean, it definitely helps getting familiar with the brands of things. 
um, like the, the, the popular brands that you will be able to find pretty much everywhere. Um, I also always Google image search before I go to the grocery store, whatever that item is that I'm looking for. Um, because it, it can be super confusing with like, um, like the flowers and things like that, where there's so many different varieties, like sauces and pastas and, and obviously like veggies and meat and stuff. That's fairly easy. You can see it. But um, if it's, I'm trying to think of like an example, like I use a lot of like nutritional yeast um, and stuff like that. I'll, I'll Google image search and okay. then I have a way better idea of like what I'm looking for visually in the grocery store. I mean, my husband is the cooker out of the two of us, but like there's been times for sure where we've been in the grocery store and just kind of like, why can't I find what I'm looking for? It's just like this simple yeah. thing. So that's a good idea to to Google that before. Cause I feel like that would be really helpful. And Google translate obviously helps get the job done, but oh, for sure. And I, and just like ask, I was so nervous to ask my first year and I, I don't know why. <laughs> and now if I really can't find something and I ask, they point me to the exact thing that I needed. And that's when I started to realize, Oh, things aren't in the same section as at home, but you just have to ask. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. And you might get, you might get shut down a couple of times, but you also might find yeah. someone that will really help you. So you never know. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. Um, so what does your process look like when you're planning meals and snacks for the week? So, I mean, I would personally love to chat about just healthy snacks too, because I, like I mentioned to you before, I struggle with this and I don't really plan it in advance. And then I wind up just like eating a bag of chips and I'm like, why did I do that to myself? Like, (laughs) so what is like your strategy going into a new week? Do you plan it on Sunday and kind of, you know, do it that way? Or what does that look like for you? Um, so I'm not, I've never been a big full on meal prepper. Um, I know that that works for a lot of people. And if it does, that's, it's, it's a great way to stay on track. Um, but I've never been someone that like, I don't make three days worth of like lunch and three days worth of dinners and eat that for three days. Like I, I just, I can't do that, but I meal prep in a way that I prepare certain things and I'll kind of like, I'll go through the list of what I prepare, but I cook things beforehand and keep them in my fridge that I know I can turn into an easy meal at some point. So um, what that looks like would be like, I cook some type of grain. Um, We always have like a rice or a pasta or like a quinoa, something in the fridge that could be like the base of any meal. Um, And I like to batch cook veggies. So like just have a big Tupperware of roasted veggies. Um, Hard boiled eggs are a good thing to always have in the fridge. Um, I cut up a lot of raw veggies and keep them And then when I am ready to go and make a meal, I have all of this random stuff that I've prepared and you can kind of turn it into anything. For me, like the whole idea of cooking, because I mean, when we are in Europe, we do cook a lot more than we are back home, which I think is a good thing. But I love that idea of just doing the basics and necessities so that you can kind of throw stuff together if you're not really in the mood to cook because some days it just seems like such a chore to like throw something together, you know? So it's, it's nice to be able to have stuff like right in your fridge that you, that's just good to go. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a true believer in if you took the time to cook it and prepare it, 
you're going to eat it. You're not going to let all of that food go bad. Whereas if you were to buy it, put it in your cupboard, you might not open that cupboard again for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. So I think if you've prepared it and it's the same thing with snacking, um, if you have gone through the time to peel veggies and cut them up, wash them, put them away, like you are far more likely to grab that when you're looking for a snack instead of something quick. Cause you're like, Oh, well it's in the fridge. Like might as well, I'm not going to let it go to waste. Um, but back to the chips, I think that there is, I'm, I always promote balance. I never would ever tell someone to restrict something. If you want chips, eat chips. I eat chips. <laughs> um, so a good way to get around it is to always portion it out. So like grab, grab a, a handful of chips, put it in a bowl, grab some of those veggies you cut up with some cheese and like a hummus or a tzatziki style dip. And then you have more of a balanced snack and you're not going to eat an entire bag of chips. Yeah, that's, that's what I do. I love making like snack plates, some random things in the fridge with um, uh, whatever chips, or if you wanted like a half of like a chocolate bar or something like that to make it, you're still satisfying that craving, but you're giving your body the protein and fat and carbs that it needs from better sources. Yeah, that's a good idea. I feel like I keep saying, I feel like I keep saying it's a good idea, but like, you're really like giving me good ideas in my head. I'm like, okay, I'm going to start doing this. I'm going to start preparing things because I think it's when I don't have access to set, like, like Mm -hmm. I said, it just feels like such a chore to be like, okay, now I have to make the rice, the veggies, the meat. And, um, I don't know about you, but something that I struggle with overseas is, that I feel like there's not, and this could just be my perspective and I'm interested to hear what yours is, but I feel like there's not as much variety with things. And so what my husband and I kept finding is we would go to the grocery store and we would be so sick of eating the same food all the time. Like I felt like we just kept buying like chicken rice, vegetables, whatever. And so we actually wound up doing, um, they have HelloFresh. I think they have it in Germany too, but we did HelloFresh in Austria and it's been really fun for us actually, because we can select our meals and then cook them. Um, because like, I just feel like I kept running out of ideas. Like I'd be on Pinterest and then I, like, I wouldn't be able I'm like, okay, we've made this like five times. Like, I don't know what else to do now. Yeah, no, no, I get it. Um, I am from Canada, so we too don't have as many options as you guys in the States. Okay, that's interesting. Um, yeah, so I'm kind of used to that. Like my um my parents are actually from Niagara Falls, Canada. So growing up, uh, we could like hop over the border really quick and we would always go grocery shopping because you guys have way more options and stuff. <laughs> um, so I'm kind of used to that here, but I I Pinterest is I rely on Pinterest a lot for ideas, but I love, I love HelloFresh. And I think HelloFresh is good too, because it can give you good recipes to use later on. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You didn't want to like keep ordering the food, but now you kind of know, oh, you guys really enjoyed that. So that gives you an idea for for the next time. Um, But I don't know. I, I go to Pinterest. Mm-hmm. And I type in like the the type we I mean I think we all kind of eat similarly because 
the guys all have their their food rituals right like <laughs> yeah like game nights day of game like it, so a lot of the time we also end up eating the same thing that's well that's so interesting that I didn't really realize that Canada didn't have as many options but then I think about it and I hear other people's perspectives like from like Europeans that have been in the U.S. that like there's so much more where it feels like excessive like they're like this is you don't need all of this stuff which is probably true but when you're used to it it feels like you don't have enough (laughs) when you go somewhere else for sure and like Canada like we've gotten a lot more stuff recently but like five years ago like you got like things like like a Trader Joe's like we didn't have anything like that where you could buy like cool flavors of dips and like different, all different flavors of hummus and stuff like that. Like that, that stuff is pretty new. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know. You just gotta, you gotta just figure out little ways to change things. That's why I like having those like really basic neutral things in the fridge because you can slap on like any type of like seasoning. Um, You could put any type of protein with it and you have a brand new meal Mm -hmm. every day. You didn't have to go through the whole process of recooking all of those things. Yeah, definitely. Of course, I want to chat about moving into the holidays and how there's so many temptations around us. Like we go to cookie exchanges, we have Christmas parties, we have, you know, like baked goods everywhere and just gatherings. And so it's a good time to indulge too, right? Because you don't want to completely restrict yourself. But it's like, where's the balance? Like, how do you, like, what are some ways that we can kind of like stay on track, but also enjoy like the good part of the holidays, which let's face it is the big part of it is the food. Oh, oh, absolutely. When I was, I was kind of like thinking about this earlier and I kept going back to one main point that was, I feel like there's two things that people usually do before the holidays and it's either do a really crazy diet starting like around this time and be like, I'm going to be super good for all of November. And then um, I'm going to like lose that last five pounds and look super bomb in all of my Christmas party outfits. (laughs) And then there are people that will eat super, super, super lightly before they have any type of holiday event. And those are two things. It's the worst thing that you could possibly do. Any type of restriction leading up to the holidays is going to just throw you into a binge and restrict cycle. And we all know then January comes around and you're back to restricting and and cutting things out. And I think that the only way to get around that is to allow yourself to eat balanced leading up until Christmas. Like don't do any crazy diets. You can't have the mentality of like, there's good foods and bad foods. And I'm going to eat only good foods, whatever they are (laughs) leading up to it. And then once you get to that, like cookie exchange and you have a cookie, you're like, well, I ate a bad food in my head. So like the whole week's off and I'm going to just continue eating poorly. I think that we are all so fortunate to be able to travel all of these countries and get to live somewhere during Christmas time and you should never feel like you can't go out and enjoy yourself you don't want to feel like you're out of control if that makes sense when you're at like if you're at like a Christmas market and you feel like oh my god 
I've been so good all month. So now I can go crazy. That's not. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I think it's super important to just not restrict yourself leading up to the holidays. Yeah. You can't have that. Like I'm all in or nothing mentality. That was very well said. And I completely agree. I think it's important to not do that. Like what is your take on the others? I mean, it kind of goes hand in hand and you probably have the same idea of this, but what about like new year's resolutions? Do you find that that's something that you should also I, not do food wise? No, I, I no, because as long as soon as you put a label on it like that, you're putting yourself in the position of you're either on track or not on track. And that shouldn't be your thought process because that's always going to end somewhere. And then you're going to have that feeling of um, like defeat in yourself. And that is usually what will lead back into like a binge of just, Oh, I'm going to eat whatever. I mean, we've all been there. Like, and I've done it too many, many times where you're just like, I ate like crap all week. So I'm just going to continue until Monday and then switch it off. But you have to look at it as like a meal to meal type of thing. So like you went out for dinner and you had a great time with your friends and you had really great food. And now for breakfast the next day, you're going to just have something super nourishing and feel good about that. Like you can't think of it as like a day by day. So that's why I don't love resolutions because I feel like it puts such a a hard label on you like oh I I failed because I didn't I I ate some, something bad a week into my resolution so you talk about like eating more of a balanced to eat more balanced going into the holidays so what are like what does that look like like what would be considered a balanced diet whenever I'm making a meal I always make sure that I have some type of good carb. So if it's rice, if it's whole grain pasta, we love like chickpea pastas, lentil pastas, Mm -hmm. um, sweet potatoes, any type of like squash, like any carby vegetable. And then I always, always make sure I have some type of protein and about two cups of veggies. And that's kind of how I will make a meal. And I try to mimic that wherever I am. So if we're out for dinner or Um, we're we're out at somebody's house for dinner I try to make my plate look like that but when it's not and when like last night we went out for Italian and I got gnocchi because that is like my favorite food ever (laughs) and for lunch I just had a a super nutrient dense lunch and and ordered whatever I wanted at dinner so it's just trying to do the best that you can when you have the control of it and then when you're at a holiday party or you're at the Christmas market, you don't feel guilty for choosing what you chose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. And that kind of leads me into like my next question um, about intuitive eating, which obviously that's something that has been more talked about lately, I think in the last like couple of years. So I would love to talk about like what that is. And is this something that you do? Yeah. So, I mean, I wouldn't, I'm not an expert on it. I know there are a lot of really great books out there now that really explain it. And, and it's definitely, um, well, kind of like explain it, I guess, but it's, it's essentially you're rejecting that diet mentality. So you're not again, putting foods into like a good or bad compartment. 
You're just eating what you feel like your body needs um, and you're giving yourself permission to eat. So I think with social media and everything in the last few years, all of these crazy diets have really been ingrained in us. And you look at food like, oh no, like that's pasta, like it will make me gain weight, which is not the case at all. So it's rejecting all of those food labels and just eating what you feel your body needs and honoring your hunger. So if you're hungry, eat. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Um, It's definitely easier said than done because we're, we're all so accustomed to this is bad. This is good. This will make you gain weight. This will make you lose weight. Um, but it's just being more mindful of your own body and listening to when you're hungry and listening to when you're full, because a lot of the times we will eat a lot more than when we are full, because you're just not listening to your body's hunger cues. Mm -hmm. Um, with like my own clients, I always recommend eating a portion of your food, whatever it may be, and waiting 15 to 20 minutes before you go to get seconds. And nine times out of 10, you'll probably be full. You just have to give your body the time to signal like, hey, you know what, I'm done. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to like finish everything. And if you don't get that signal, then go get seconds. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, yeah. it's just about listening to what your body needs. Um, and then another kind of aspect of it is just honoring your body with movement in a way that's not like, I need to lose weight. So I'm going to run five kilometers and burn 300 calories (laughs) and more I'm running because I love to run. I want to be outside, get fresh air. I feel great after I run. So kind of shifting away from like burning calories. Um, And I also wanted to go back to something that you said at the very beginning of when you start working with a new client and you do kind of like a lifestyle assessment, what factors does that go into? Like what factors of the lifestyle assessment does that go into like your nutrition? I look at everything. So I look at if you have gone through any type of traumatic experience in the last few years, and we look at different stressors in your life. So if Um, you're having financial stresses, or if you've lost your job recently, if you're having marital problems, like anything that can attribute to any type of stress. Um, And then we look at like even your day-to-day life. So when do you leave for work? When do you get a lunch break? How long are you commuting per day? Because all of those things go back to your body and your hormones and the way that Um, your body is using the food that you're consuming so a lot of the time like people will have complaints of being super tired um, or feeling like irritable after three like different things like that that your lifestyle is attributing to because you're not fueling your body properly during those times of the day yeah so we got and and it's a big like there's a lot of hormonal things that happen when you're when you're under stress Mm -hmm. And that can all like, and it's just, I mean, we live in such a crazy world (laughs) that our hormones aren't used in the same way as they once were. Like right now, when we're stressing, your body is meant to like fight or flight. And we have these like raises in cortisol when we're stressed. 
And we have no release of that because all of our stresses are internal and we worry about things and it just, it stays in you and your body has no way of releasing that. And so that, that had a lot to do with like weight gain. And, and when people are like, oh, I can't get the weight off. It always, always, always almost goes back to life stressors. And when you adjust those, you'll find like a more balance in your body. It's so interesting. Yeah. It's, I feel like there's a lot more that goes into it than people really realize. And it's something like I'm really interested in learning about because I mean, obviously like on social media, people talk about this so much more and there's so many more resources now. I feel like than there was, you know, let's say five years ago. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's interesting because I feel like people don't always know that all these things are associated with lifestyle. Like it's like, Oh, this is happening or, you know, like, why am I feeling this way? Why am I gaining weight? But it could go back to you're stressed or it can go back to, you know, whatever it is. Um, yeah. So I just find that like really fascinating. Yeah. I know people don't, and there's a lot of misinformation online too. True. Very true. And that's why I, I hate like, like fad diets because no one, like none of us are the same. None of us have the same needs nutritionally and we all live extremely different lives. So you can't just say like, oh, it's because you're eating carbs. So cut Mm -hmm. them out totally. (laughs) Like it just doesn't make sense. There's not like a cookie cutter approach. And I will say that's the same thing for like working out too, because there's people that swear by, you know, like yoga or swear by hit or swear by running. And like, for me, like running and hit, like those don't feel great in my body, but yoga and yoga does like, that's like what I love to do. So it's just, it's very interesting because it's, it is true. Like everybody is so different and it's not a one size fits all. You, you mentioned that like after, like some people say that they feel really irritable after three o'clock and I'm like instantly like, okay, that's so me. Um, <laughs> why is that? Like why at like two or three o'clock do, and this is, I've heard this from a lot of people. So that's why I'm saying I've heard like mm-hmm. a lot of people say that they just like hit this wall at three. Yeah. Um, I would say every single client I've ever had has the exact same answer. And I ask, when do you experience energy lulls throughout the day? And every single person says 3 p.m. And it's always usually there. What I find is that people aren't eating enough during the day at all, like not even close to what you should be eating. And you're experiencing those influx of your blood sugar up and down. And what do you usually grab at 3 p.m.? Like when you're feeling that, like, what would you grab to eat? <laughs> um, <laughs> chips, just kidding. Um, <laughs> um, but a lot of people will, or they'll grab like a, a coffee or um, like some, a baked good. Like, yeah, and it's going to cause like your blood sugar to skyrocket and then it's going to dip again. And you're going to have that, that feeling of like lethargic energy. And it, it always comes back to, you're not eating enough throughout the day because everybody is busy and usually that 3 p.m is like the first time you get to to breathe in a day and you're like oh shoot like 
in the morning you woke up and you're like, oh, I got to go. So I'll just like skip breakfast. And then lunch comes around and you just grab whatever you can. And at that point, you what? You've had maybe like 300, 400 calories. Mm -hmm. That's actually such a good point because I feel like for me, like I love breakfast and I like cooking breakfast. So I usually eat breakfast every morning. Um, Mm -hmm. And also I just like need it being a mom and I'm breastfeeding still. So like, I feel that like, I feel that like hunger craving when I wake up, I'm like, I need food. Um, but I will say that I never make lunch ever, like, unless we go out and get something, which I usually make like a healthy choice if we're going out to lunch. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like I will kind of have maybe a snack in between lunch and dinner, but it's nothing substantial. So then if I really go back and look, I'm like, okay, well, I'm eating like eggs, avocado, and like a piece of toast for breakfast what is that 300 calories? And then I'm not eating again really till dinner. No freaking crap that I'm exhausted at 3 PM. Like, hello. I mean, usually the easy fix is like some kind of sugar Mm -hmm. and that, that makes it so much worse. And I think, have you ever seen, there's like a meme all over. That's always like, I ate so healthy and it's like me all day. And it's like a salad. And then it's like 11 PM every day, like like whatever. And that's, that's why I feel like people wake up and they're like, I'm going to be super healthy today. And to them, that's eating like nothing, like eating like a bowl of lettuce. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, I feel so good. Like I ate so healthy today. And then nine, 10 o'clock rolls around and they're just like, oh my God, give me all of the sugar. I'm so starving, ravenous. Yeah. Like <laughs> feeding <laughs> frenzy. <laughs> Yeah. And that's why it's like super important. Again, going back to making sure you have balanced meals and snacks, like you can combine, I always say, make sure there's a protein, a fat and a carb in whatever you're eating. And that doesn't have to be like a big plate of, of rice, chicken and broccoli. Like that could be Greek yogurt with berries and honey and like some almonds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it doesn't have to be a big meal, but just, just super simple and easy to do. Yeah. Like it sounds, and it, and it can be overwhelming if you don't know how to put like pair those things together. Um, but it's, you should be having at least four, three to four smaller meals before three o'clock. Wow. Interesting. This is like a constant battle in my house, but my husband is the cook and he always starts dinner really late at night. And I, we always get into little bickerments about it because I'm like, I don't like eating late. I feel like I don't sleep as well when I eat late. What, what time should you be eating dinner at? And like, cause isn't, don't they say something like you shouldn't be eating after like seven or seven thirty? Yeah. I mean, it it depends on you. Like if you guys aren't hungry till later, that's fine, but you want to make sure you're eating three to four hours before you go to bed. So if you guys go to bed late, then like, but your body uses a lot of energy to digest. So if you were to eat right before you went to bed, that that's why you're experiencing a hard time sleeping because your body is digesting. So your body's using energy towards the digestive process and not relaxing so that you can fall asleep. And you're also spiking, it goes back to blood sugar too, right? You're also spiking your blood sugar, which is going to give you energy Mm -hmm. and, but you're going to bed, so you're not burning it off. 
Um, this is like a really gross analogy, but every time I heard this, I was like, I think about it every time someone brings up this topic. And if you, so picture like a plastic tube, if you stuffed a bunch of food in it and then just let it sit in the sun, it would get pretty gross, right? Mm -hmm. And that is essentially what the food is doing in your intestines when you're trying to sleep because your, your body isn't moving to digest it properly. And then that's where like an overgrowth of bacteria comes from. And that's when your whole gut microbiome gets thrown off. And, and that's when you can experience weight gain and, and irritability and, and mood swings and all of that not fun stuff. Oh my gosh. This is like, I'm kind of laughing to myself because I'm like, I'm literally going to like clip this and like send Charlie like an exact audio and be like, this is why we need to eat earlier because I'll be less irritable, you know, all these good things. It's only good things that will come from this. (laughs) I mean, I'm very happy that he makes dinner, but sometimes it's like, I mean, seriously, sometimes we eat at like nine o'clock and I'm like dying. Like, I'm like, I need that in Europe too like everybody eats super late here yeah and I feel like too like after you have a kid it's like bedtime is such a grind like it's like feeding the baby getting him in the bathtub like reading him like it's just like that you finally get him down it's like okay now let's start dinner at 7 30 and then like that's why it prolongs it so I'm like okay I want to make it a priority to like just start it earlier and just see where it takes us And it, like that word, like priority, I think is so important because I think a lot of people always say like, oh, I need to start eating healthier. I don't know what to do. And it's making, you have to make your meals a priority. Otherwise they're going to be thrown on the back burner and it's, you're going to be in, in that situation. Like, oh no, it's eight o'clock. Let's just order something quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, you really have to make food a priority. It has to be an important part of your day. Right. What is the funniest, like weirdest, randomest thing that you've accidentally brought home from the grocery store? Is there something that comes to your mind? Yes. Like instantly. Um, (laughs) I don't know what it's called now, but I went to buy, um, sour cream, like, right. Like just, you know, normal sour cream. And the dairy sections are very overwhelming in, in Europe because like you can't translate them at all. And there's so many different kinds of things. So I, I thought I translated it correctly and I came home and I opened it up and it was like this overwhelming smell of like sour. And I put my spoon in it and it was literally goo. Like it was slime. <laughs> And I was like, I was like texting like one of the Finnish girls. I'm like, what is this? And she's like, oh my God, that's like, it was called like sour something. And it's like, you should she's like, face right now. I'm like, we'll have for breakfast. And I was like, what are you kidding? <laughs> like, it was the most like the most terrible smelling thing. And I was like, oh my God, I will never forget this, this texture. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. My face right now is just like, so cringe. Like I, like I weird textures with food, like freak me out. Like it makes me yeah. kind of nauseous. <laughs> and I'm like with dairy too, like, oh God, it was just like the trifecta of terrifying. <laughs> that is so funny. And I, I think sa- uh, sour cream is called creme fraiche. There, so creme fresh is like the thicker version of sour cream. Okay. So you can get different percentages of fat. 
Okay. And crab mush is like the, the super, like the, the thickest one. Oh, <laughs> that's what they give us with the Hello Fresh meals. That's why I said that. <laughs> I mean, it tastes the best. <laughs> yeah, probably not the best but, for uh, you, but like, yeah, there's like different types of seraphim that you can get, but definitely not the one that I grabbed. <laughs> okay, that's just yeah. I mean, I think I told you this, or I post, I can't remember, but I went to go get frozen meatballs and I accidentally bought liver frozen meatballs, which I didn't realize. I'm like, I'm just going to transfer this because I have, or uh, translate this because I haven't seen this word before. And it was like liver. And I instantly threw it in the trash. I was like, no, that's a, that's like a hard no. I mean, I don't know. I've had like funny moments with the translator where I'm just like, oh, like I didn't, was not expecting that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And sometimes it'll like throw you because I'm like, okay, well that was like what I was planning because I didn't feel like making dinner. And now what do I do? (laughs) Yeah. I always have a backup if I'm not sure of something or if like, I I have a lot of problems with my phone sometimes here and it just won't work. I was going to ask, where are you guys in Germany? uh, We're in Augsburg. Okay. So like oh, in like Bavaria, like Southern Germany. We have almost everybody that's here has been here for like over five years. Like it's insane. And I totally see why, like this has been our best experience. Hands down, like this team has been so great. That's awesome. And yeah, the community aspect is super fun. So yeah, I totally see why everybody has been here forever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. It's like fun when you have a good group too. I feel like there's always a bunch of imports there. Yeah, I think there's like 13 of us. Oh my gosh, that's a ton. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't think it was that there's many, but wow. Guys, and then everybody has like their their significant others here. So it's been a, it's been a really fun time. Everybody's super close. That's awesome. Yeah, that's always the best. Um, for those that might want to book a consultation with you or reach out to you um, to connect, where can they find you? What's your website? All of that good stuff. Um, I have everything on Instagram. So my Instagram is just at carlypatterson.nutrition. And um, my website is there. Um, my website's Patterson Nutrition. Um, and my DMs are always open. Like, I love getting questions. So if anyone ever feels like they have a question about something or if you're in a grocery store in a country and you're like I don't know what to do (laughs) um I love answering those questions so always slide on in those dms (laughs) (laughs) perfect well thank you so much for coming on the podcast you've inspired me to do a little bit more thinking when it comes to food and and trying to really like prioritize that. Cause I think it's, it's important and it's definitely correlates with other aspects of, of life. So I appreciate you sharing all your knowledge with me. Um, and we'll obviously stay in touch. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me and letting me share my thoughts. <laughs>